Yo, what is up? And welcome to Can We Talk About This with Murphy Wells. I am, of course, him. And I'm coming to you live from the new house, my new home office slash studio. Right now, it's more office than studio because for all my sound nerds out there, the acoustics in this room are way worse than they were in my last room. Um, so immediately, just jumping into it, guys. Um, this new room is way less opportune for recording than my last one. Uh, when I was renting at the last place, uh, one thing I loved about that room is that the walls were a lot softer. These walls are really hard when I knock on it. That, that's a really hard sound. The, the other ones were a little bit more soft, uh, had a little bit more hollowness to them. So sound didn't bounce off them near as hard. Also, this room has hardwood floors. The other floor was carpeted. So when I listen to the audio, first thing is it drives me nuts. So second thing is, if you're gonna be one of those people who tells me, the audio sounds different. Well, first, thank you for being so attentive to, I already got it, don't worry. Um, but I've been really busy for the last like week and a half, y'all. Um, and that's no excuse. I wanna bring you guys consistent content, but I wanna consistently have things to talk about and be focused on conversing with you. Um, and what I've really been focused on for like the last 10 days or so is getting moved into the new house, uh, getting back to my regular workflow, working on some other things that I've needed to work on. Um, and with that, it was just, hey, leave the podcast alone for a minute. Because like I said a couple episodes ago, and what I'll probably continue to repeat to all of you is that I don't just want to release episodes for the sake of releasing episodes. Be like, oh, look, Murph's got 10,000 uh, episodes up, but like 75,000 of them suck. Like that is not the margin I'm going for. I want as few of them to suck or be passive as possible. So naturally, I'm coming on the mic today hot with a topic. Um, but I did want to say shout out to my friend, Mark Joe. Uh, I was on his and Grace's uh, podcast, Mark and Grace. Um, and with that, me and Mark did an episode entitled, uh, We Might Be Conspiracy Theorists. If you haven't heard it, go to the Mark and Grace podcast, check it out. Um, it, it was the first podcast I've ever been featured on. And again, like I said on the last episode, no half sends. Without Mark, I really wouldn't be doing this. So uh, shout out to you, buddy. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on your show. I can't wait to do many more with you. And really, I can't wait to get back into just kind of talking with you all. Um, and something I want to remark on is that a good friend of mine who listens to the podcast pretty consistently, he he said about the last episode, No Half Sends, which personally is my favorite episode I've done so far. He goes, Murph, it was really refreshing to hear you be so positive because the couple episodes before that, they were a little critical and, you know, it can be fun to hear you have fun. Well, that's nice. I appreciate you. But this, unfortunately, is not largely going to be one of those podcasts where I'm in a fairly good mood. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful. I've had an amazing couple weeks. Life is going great. The compound interest of all the good decisions I've made is really paying me dividends. And I'm I'm super excited for that. And I'm pretty happy that I could use that financial pun right there without butchering it. So that's also an improvement. But something that hasn't improved is the standards with which salespeople and service people and my fucking email going off. <laughs> but one thing that is not improved at all is the standards with which salespeople and service people have been operating. And that's largely what this episode is about today. Because even though life is going well, I'm not going to look at everything with rose-colored glasses. As a guy who works in sales, helps people with sales, and really understands what good sales are and also what good sales aren't on top of that service being likewise to all those different comparisons I just made. The standard is slipping so fucking much, everybody. And 
not just in sales, but in, in service, in going to restaurants, in calling into customer services, it's all going down the shitter. And I hate to be that blunt about it, but being unapologetically myself, I just got to call things what they are. And I think it's worth talking about. And when you look at the title of today's episode, the state of sales and service, you might say to yourself, all right, Murph's going to bitch about some bad service he got, which yeah, you're right. I am. But more importantly, instead of just bitching, instead of just griping, I'm going to try to connect it into how you can be a better salesperson or a better service person or just a better version of you. Because whether you like it or not, giving phenomenal customer service, being good at sales, which really boils down to being a good person and trying to help people with what you're specifically good at, these are skills that everyone can learn and everyone can benefit from. And I am no exception. Like I would not be at this position I'm in right now in life if it weren't for sales and service know-how. So do you guys care if we talk a little bit about the state of sales and service? You do? You, you don't care? Awesome. Whatever that meant in terms of us moving forward, that's what we're going with. So when I think about what a good salesperson or a good service person, you know, I'm going to stop saying service person. I'm just going to say it's salesperson because sales is a service. Just condensing it all for the sake of me not needing to drink so much water and moving the pace of the episode forward. What is it that makes a good salesperson? I think a salesperson is someone who can offer you value. I think it's somebody who acts as a medium between the things you want and getting them. And I think that's a really good thing to have because without people who have technical know-how, without people who don't stand into these, without people who go into sales knowing that this is one of those rackets that is tough and it's hard and it's something that if you're good at it will really pay and if you're not good at it, you'll be doing something else. It's something that I see it getting taken for granted so much these days. I want someone who is these following things, number one, selfless and just polite, two, personally invested, three, knowledgeable, and four, understanding that like good sales is about building a relationship. That's what I want from a good salesperson. And the more and more I go out and spend money, the less and less I feel like I am valued. And for a lot of people, they don't think about it that way. They think about it in terms of saying, well, I got what I wanted and I'm leaving. So that's all that matters. Okay, cool. That's not how I roll. That's not how I treat people. That's never how I've treated people. That's never been how I treat people. And when I think about the difference between me and the person who just buys something and leaves, I would bet that I'm a lot happier where my life is at too, in a lot of ways, because my standard is higher. Because I've served tables I've worked fast food in the form of Jimmy John specifically. I've I've worked in bars and nightclubs. I've I work for First Form. Every one of these things requires me to be a salesperson in some way, shape, or form. And when I look at my criterion, when I look at the four things that really make a good salesperson to me, number one, being selfless and just having a high degree of common courtesy. Honestly, it's not even common courtesy. If I'm being completely specific, it's the next level of courtesy to where you understand that the people who are coming to you for a product or service, they wanna be treated like they are valued. If I'm about to just give you my hard earned dollars 
if I'm about to break you off a fucking end, do you not think it's in your best interest to treat me like I'm someone who helps pay your bills? Because guess what? That's exactly what I am. Not only that, but when I talk about selfless, I don't want someone to come and help me who is just trying to sell me. Whether they are greedy or whether they think their job depends on it, at the end of the day, someone who is selfless will come up to you and be able to say, hey, have a look around. Let me know if you need anything. But they're focused on me. They're not focused on them. And if they do seek to help me, it's not in a pushy, condescending, off-putting way. It's in a courteous way. It's in a polite way. It's in a friendly way. That is what I want first and foremost out of a salesperson. I'm seeing so much more or less courtesy these days and it drives me up a fucking wall. Because when I think about some of the first jobs I had, I worked with my mom in a restaurant down on the hill. It was called Mr. B's. It was fire. I referenced it in the first or second episode. It is no longer around. It's been closed for about 11 years now. And the thing is, is that my mom was really, really good as a bartender and a waitress because she had amazing enthusiasm. She was always courteous. She was always friendly. She always treated people like they were the salt of the earth. Like the Queen of England just walked through her restaurant. She treated each and every person like that. As a result, my mom did really, really well in the profession. Better than most people, I would say. When I go to places now, I would say maybe like 30 to maybe even 20% of the people are friendly, enthusiastic, courteous. I, I, I think about it literally today because I went to, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this company's name out loud. I'm gonna, not going to name the specific people who helped me, but this is a point about having friendly people who help you. I bought some things from my office at Office Depot. Now, just full disclaimer, I don't like going to big box stores. I really, really don't. And I'm sure if I would have looked a little bit harder, I could have found someplace local with the things that I wanted and needed. Duly noted. I didn't do that because I've been in, again, a rush to get my house livable. And I will say that Office Depot did have a specific desk that I really, really wanted. So I went to go check it out. The first guy who helped me wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't like a dick, but he wasn't confident. Wasn't really particularly friendly. Was a little condescending at times. And what made me more upset is like, I could tell he was talking to me this way. Mostly because he didn't take care of himself. This guy looked sickly. He didn't seem happy with himself. He didn't seem happy with where he was working. His belt couldn't keep his pants around his waist. I'm not making fun of the guy. I'm just saying though, like, if you wanna have some of those qualities of a good salesperson, that confidence comes from investing in yourself. I could tell that this guy wasn't investing in himself. It immediately made me wanna work with someone who was. Now maybe that's because I work in the fitness industry. Maybe it's because of what, you know, I teach people in personal development is that when you are a person of value, you get valued by other people of value. That's not me whooping up my own value. <coughs> but what I am saying is you feel more comforted when you're working with someone who's confident in their ability. And that all starts with just how they treat themselves. Because if you're not going to treat yourself well, why do I as a customer think you're going to treat me well? 
really think about that the next time someone is quote unquote helping you or selling you something. The guy could barely look me in the eye. He had a mask on, which I don't care, but it did make it hard to hear him. Most of the questions I had, he didn't have answers for, and it just wasn't a really pleasant experience. That was a week ago. Now, for what it's worth, he did his job fine, but it just wasn't really a memorable experience. When I went in today, back to the same Office Depot, it's because last week I bought an office chair and it had some assembly required, which now being a homeowner are some of the most horrifying words in the human language that can fall in one statement. So more on that later. But as it turns out, the chair I bought had a package of bolts and screws that were missing. So look, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm pretty fucking impatient when it comes right down to it. I can be very, very fucking impatient. Now I'm saying this in the context of getting the chair built. It was on my way to go pick up some other stuff tonight. And so I went back to Office Depot. The guy who helped me was not there. That's fine. He didn't need, me, need to be. But I went up. There was a guy at the service desk. Hey, can I help you? Yeah, man. Uh, I bought a chair here last week. Um, it was missing the packet of screws and bolts. And I just can't put it together without it. Can you help me? He goes, uh, let me ask my sales manager. I'm like, cool. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom, come back. The guy doesn't greet me. The guy isn't really friendly. He just immediately says, you got the box? No. Oh, well, I need the box, bro. So, like, I don't have it. He's like, all right, well, why, why didn't you call? You should have called. I'm like, I spent $900 here last week, and I just need some screws for my chair that I bought from you that didn't have them. He goes, all right, bro, well, I got to run inventory, so I need, I need you to go get that box, fam. Now... This is the part where I want to fire off and be obnoxious and be a dick. But I, I was literally like, look, dude, I bought a chair here. If you need to look up the receipt, fine. But I happen to be in the neighborhood. I just need a packet of screws. I'm not asking you for a new chair. Can you please help me? The number one thing you should never do when you are dealing with a customer or someone who is there looking for help is to say what they should have done. Would that have made your job more convenient? Sure. On a normal day, would I have maybe done that? Possibly. But at the end of the day, your inventory, what you have going on, does not change the fact that I have spent a shit ton of money here in the last week and I need help because what I bought here, I bought incomplete. And I can't complete it unless I have that. You should not be telling me, a grown man, that I should go home and get the box for your inventory. Have you ever heard the phrase, the customer is always right? And so he then even asked me like, moving back, hey, catch yourself here. It's not the fact that whatever I say is right. It's the fact that when I am there needing help, you help me. You don't sit there and whine and complain about inventory based on a packet of screws. He then asked me, what color is the chair? I'm like, black. He goes, oh man, all I got is brown. I'm like, so you can't help me. And he just kept trying to like talk to me about why I needed to go back and get this box. This is why there's a difference between nice and good. Nice people would be like, oh, I'm so sorry, bro. Yeah, I'll go get that right away. And then someone who's good is gonna stand their ground and be like, look, dude, I need something small. Please don't inconvenience me anymore after this package was already given to me without the parts I needed. I understand, you have inventory. Understand, I am the customer and that's really not my problem. 
And for anyone who thinks that's dickish, I'm not sorry. It's not my problem. My problem is I have bought a chair and a desk and assembly. I spent $1,000 here. I'm asking you for a packet of screws. Your problems are not my problems. Please give me what I need and I'll be on my way. This dude, his body language, his neck twist, the eye roll, the way he cut open the box, the way he handed it to me. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Would you treat your boss like that? Would you treat someone you respect like that? Now, I didn't go off on this dude, but he, he got away from me as quick as he could. And that's the problem right there. Don't get me wrong. When I'm sitting here podcasting to you guys, I'm letting a lot more out than just what I actually said there. When I was actually with this guy, sure, I stood my ground. I didn't really budge from my position. I wasn't mean to him. I wasn't insulting to him. But this is about customer service. I already didn't like one experience. I bought a package that was missing parts that are vital to actually putting it together. And now you are rolling your eyes at me and talking to me about inventory. Guys, if you want to be successful in sales or business or customer service, let me give you a piece of advice. It's never fucking about you. It is never fucking about you. You're allowed to have bad days. You're allowed to not like customers. You're allowed to not be happy with every aspect of your job. If you want to win at it, and if you want to be good at it, if you want to get paid for it, you better fucking humble yourself. I, I wrote Office Depot and I was like, yo, you've got some really incompetent workers at this location in St. Louis. But then I decided to look at their Instagram page for the posts that they're making. These motherfuckers follow like 300 people. And when you look at the comments, it's all people just ripping them apart. The fact of the matter is, is that I want someone to understand that the idea of going to a brick and mortar store, especially a big chain like Office Depot, is getting wiped out by internet business for a reason. It's because if I ask you a question and you're not friendly to me, first of all, I can't appreciate exactly what it is you have to offer me from there. I need you to at least be friendly or courteous. Office Depot, South County location, right next to the highway, trash. I'm not going to rescind that. Trash. I will not spend money at your establishment again because my experience was trash. I'll leave the two workers I dealt with names out of my mouth, but that location, trash. Now, moving on to other things as to what it is that I think makes a good salesperson and some examples of where people I think are largely falling short or even in fact doing well. Number two, I need you to be personally invested. If you are going to be able to sell me something, not only do your manners and your, your, your character and your courtesy all need to be on point, I need you to actually use what it is that you can sell me. I don't want to hear about how great this review of this thing is. I want to know from someone who is a specialist or has personal experience. Okay? This isn't too deep and too in-depth, but... An example that I have where someone actually really, really did know something, I went to Ashley Furniture last night where it was absolutely the exact opposite experience. And I was helped by a girl named Katie. Katie had only been there for a couple weeks, but Katie really knew her shit. Katie knew about where all the coffee tables I wanted to find, where they would be by section, what the deals were. She gave me something so people would not come up to me and talk to me, which was awesome. And she admitted to me that she had only been there for a couple weeks 
and that she had been looking at a lot of these different pieces for her house, her soon-to-be house. She was renting, but she is about to buy. You better believe I gave her Zach Fagus' name and number because that man is the man. Remember, shout out Zach Fagus. If you need real estate needs in St. Louis, he is your man. But, you know, shameless plug over. She just knew. She knew exactly what it was that I wanted based off of her experience at Ashley. She was competent. She was friendly. She was courteous. She made everything about my expedience and my convenience and that experience the highest pinnacle it could be. She was personally invested not only in just furniture, but in my experience. It's funny because with the good things, you never have as much to say about someone. And that's not what it should be. It should be I should have glowing things to say about whomever helped me because that is what the customer experience is all about. That is what sales and service is all about. I, I immediately went over and told Katie's manager not only that day, but also that night. She did an awesome job. Even from the moment she came up to me, I was just like, dude, she gives me a good vibe. She came up. She goes, hi, I'm Katie. I see you're looking at coffee tables. There's some over there. There's some over there. Here's this. This says that you are being helped. That means no one's going to come up to you and try to bother you as you're looking. Number one, big props. I appreciate you. Number two, the people at Ashley, you're all fine, but she definitely made a power move there. And then she gave me a coupon for 20 and 30% off basically everything that wasn't clearance. Now the products I picked were clearance, but the thing that was so cool is like she told me, hey, I would buy this one right here. Not only because it seems to be something you're interested in already, but I don't think you noticed these two end tables come with it. So I got a sweet ass coffee table and two end tables for less than pretty much anything else in the store. And she told me that because she wanted to buy them for her upcoming house. That was so cool. I had to go back there today to pick up one of my end tables and the whole store manager was there. And I was, his name was Michael and this guy was super friendly too. He was, he was old school and I appreciate you dude because you just, your whole store made me feel really, really welcomed and really, really valued. And I was like, dude, Katie's doing a great job. All your people are doing a great job. Even to the warehouse guys. Warehouse guy helped me wheel out my shit last night. Dude was the most friendly guy in the world. I wish I had a 20 piece on me. I would have just given it to him right there. Be like, yo, dude, good job. You deserve that. That's what I want is people that are personally invested, not only in the product or service that they offer, but in my experience. Ashley Furniture, also on Lee May. You're doing an awesome job. I don't know how much more furniture I'll need or come get from you guys, but if I do need it, I know where I'm going. Third, I want you to be fucking educated if you're going to help me. Like, this does not mean you need a college degree. This means you should know something about what it is outside of just your personal experience with your product or service. I, I can't really say it any different than that, is that really, if all you know is surface level stuff, I don't think you're intent on helping me. What it means to me is that you are intent on telling me just a few passive little things about what it is I'm buying or using or you're servicing me with, as opposed to any question I could have, you can answer it. But more than anything else, that's my next piece of advice to you, is just be more educated on what it is that you have to offer to people. Because to tell everyone the truth, folks know when you're bullshitting. This goes out to all my salespeople and all my service folk out there. People know when you're bullshitting. Actually, 
I actually do have an example and it's from the day that I bought my desk. It's another Office Depot story that is not positive. The guy who originally helped me, again, this dude did not look like he takes care of himself at all. He doesn't look like he also had to take care of him. So why can he take care of me? I was asking him about how it was built and like what was available in terms of like just taking it home with me and the entire time like he would just erm and um and uh, and uh he just didn't seem like he knew anything now you could be new i don't have a problem with that but like i don't think this guy was new either and then like he would take me over to one side of the store to ring me out oh well this one doesn't work well it was working for that guy well i don't know what's going on well i'll take you back over here Oh, well, I guess this one's not working either. The dude was just unprepared. He was not confident. He was not prepared. And I didn't appreciate it either. Couldn't look me in the eye. Didn't seem like he knew what he was doing. Office Depot. I don't really get how you do your hiring process. I'd start reconsidering it. Because I've, I've been able to bash you twice in this podcast. And as it grows, more and more people in those comment sections are going to hear it. And they're going to be like, dude, he has a real point. I don't want to shop here anymore. Finally, though, and this is a positive one, is that I want the person who is helping me or who is my salesperson, I want them intent on building a relationship in some way, shape, or form. And honestly, I'm going to talk positively about Zach again. Zach Vegas. I, I, I said this on the episode of No Half Sons that I love working with Zach, not only because he's great at what he does and he is able to teach me something. He was able to broaden my knowledge of what it means to be investing in real estate. But on top of that, the dude is my friend now. And we don't just talk about real estate. We talk about jujitsu. We talk about fitness. We talk about sports. We talk about other things that honestly just are what we talk about. He's a guy who I trust not only to put my money into a good investment as far as real estate goes, but he's a guy that I genuinely love to talk to and I love to see. I love seeing his family. I love seeing them grow. He's an amazing father. He's an exact pinnacle of what First Form is all about. Zach is like like First Form in houses. Like that's what we do at First Form, guys, is like we build a relationship with the people who represent us. And it's why our business is so awesome is because we really get to know these people. People actually get invested in us and we actually get invested in them. Zach is a big part of that family. I love the guy to death. And he is the glowing example of what a good salesperson is. No pressure, answers questions, expedience, convenience, worried about where you're gonna be living, understanding that positive word of mouth spreads when he treats people positively. If you're in the St. Louis area and you need to get a house, Zach Vegas, EXP Realty, the dude will take care of you. And you will feel more loved, more appreciated, more in the know, and better off for working with him. He is all the things I need him to be in a good salesperson. He is selfless, with amazing rapport. He's personally invested in what it is he has to offer in the people who invest in him. He knows his shit front to back and he'll make you a good friend in the end too. As much as I want to bitch and whine about some of the restaurants around town, as much as I want to complain about how shitty Office Depot was the last couple times I was there, 
and how brushed off sometimes I feel when I go into Best Buy. Again, I try not to go to these big box stores, but as far as getting this place up and running, you know, I, I went against my core values and that's probably why I'm paying for it with these shitty experiences. Here's the deal, guys. If you're good at sales, you're good at anything. Sales makes you a better friend because you have to be selfless to worry about other people to be good in sales. Sales makes you a more educated person. You gotta know your product inside and out. You gotta know your customer inside and out. Sales will teach you amazing communication skills. As a guy who went to college for English, I will say that it has transferred pretty well over into my ability to talk to people. That makes me really, really, really happy when I think about how useless of a degree English is, but how much I've actually been able to pull out of it. Finally, sales will bring you some great friends. Sales will make you some great friends. I think the best leaders, the best friends, the best people are all good salespeople. They have the ability to inspire, believe it or not. A good, sales, a good salesperson is really good at painting pictures and telling stories and really figuring out what's important to you so that they can get you to what's important to you. Bad salespeople are manipulative. Bad salespeople are fair weather. Bad salespeople are bad leaders. Bad salespeople are typically pretty bad friends too. Now, I'm not saying if you can't sell that you're a bad friend, but out of those qualities that I really look to for a good salesperson, which one are you missing the mark on? Do you care more about you or your ego than you do about helping people? Do you care more about the fact that you have a life outside of this that you're not going to try to make the most of what your job is? I'm not sure what it is with people these days, but for all of you folks who have the ability to offer an experience and a product and a service, and make it not even just so much about that, but about giving these people something memorable. If you're not taking full advantage of that, I'm sorry, you're fucking stupid. I used to demonize sales. As a guy who was an illegitimate salesman for half a decade, I really thought like, just because I had been met with some cheesy ass salespeople in the past, that I could never do that. I did telemarketing sales one time and it was everything I hate about sales now. And I'm not saying you can't be a good telemarketing salesperson. They're definitely out there. But guys, if you want your life to be better, then you have to worry about being selfless with the people who are around you that you can immediately impact. You have to treat them really, really well. You have to have a high standard for yourself and the way you treat yourself, you will treat them for better or worse. On top of that, you gotta know your shit inside and out and finally, you've got to build really great relationships. If you're not in sales, I recommend you get into sales in some point in your life. Even if you like your job. I've served tables on and off my whole life. It's one of those things that I could pick up tomorrow. And I'd be able to pay all my bills with it. Because I learned how to be really courteous and to give people an amazing experience. To, to, to earn the reputation that I did inside of any restaurant I went to and earn regulars. That's not true universally, but all the same, I knew that menu inside and out. I knew the people inside and out. You connect with people on Instagram. You connect with people on Facebook. You connect with people on anything. They've come back and see specifically you. They came in from out of state. It's not about the money you can make with it. That's obviously a nice part of it. But guys, it's all about the connection you make with those people. Good salespeople will really change the world. And if you're worried about your ability to sell, 
Go serve tables. Do it. It's hard. It's difficult. It stinks. Sometimes you get gypped on tips. And tips are a privilege. You got to earn those privileges. But more importantly than anything else, y'all, it's one of those things that if you really want to see what you're capable of in sales, don't worry about being Jordan Belfort. Don't worry about being me. Not that I'm like the world's most prolific salesperson. Don't worry about being Grant Cardone. Worry about everything that I talked about in this podcast. Because if these industries don't change, we're going to have everything be a shitty generic copy of a copy of a copy of an automation of some automaton bullshit. Don't get me wrong. I I do self-checkout, but I still talk to someone every time I go to the grocery store. There's some very friendly people there. It was funny because I went to Target and there was this kid who helped me get my TVs from my house and he knew everything and he was friendly and he was candid and he had his shit together. And I asked him, like, bro, do you get a commission for helping me? He goes, nah, I don't. I'm pretty much just salaried. And it pissed me off. I shook his hand. I got his name. His name was Garrett. Really cool kid. It pissed me off because I was like, you should be making a commission right now. I bought two TVs instead of one. I spent... As much money as I did because I wanted it to go in your pocket and it's going to Target. Learn to sell, guys. It'll be way more important than you thinking about how people will judge you. It'll help you find the best version of yourself. So I admit, I feel a little rusty on the old mic tonight. I have definitely been away for too long. Um, But I'm looking forward to getting back into it. I'm looking forward to soundproofing these walls. And I'm looking forward to doing more features and having more people on. Now that my new setup is up, I have two microphone capability. Uh, I have plans to have someone on the show very, very soon. And I'm super excited to bring y'all a guest. Um, And I know this person is too. Um, But other than that, y'all, if you listened up to this point, do me a favor. Show the podcast some love. Share it. uh, Fucking leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify, tell a friend, tag a friend, tell your mom, tag your mom, tag your dog. Um, And with that, (laughs) bye.